And welcome to episode nine of the Joe Beningo Oh the Pain podcast. No pain this week, but uh, let's, of course, uh, mention our sponsors. First of all, want to thank Natural Body, uh, the great job that Steve Calabrese and, and everybody do over there. Uh, enter code JOEB for 10% off your entire order at naturalbodyinc.com. And anyone that makes a purchase at any of the Natural Body stores in Ozone Park, Queens, Belmore, Long Island, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, you get a free natural body t-shirt valued at $25 while supplies last. Also, my friends at Anita Tire, Ari, my son Johnny, go check them out. If you live in Bergen County, anywhere in New Jersey, uh, you're looking for uh, to get your car repaired, you're looking for tires, go check out Anita Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. And of course, my friend Mike Jones and everybody over at the Hackensack Brewing Company, located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Go check them out over there. All right. Unbelievable. I'm going to start with this. The Jets and the stunning 34-31 win over the Cincinnati Bengals at MetLife yesterday. Oh, my God. Let me say this. What if? The question I have to all Jet fans and everybody out there today, what if? What if Mike White is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson is? What if he is? Because I'll tell you, what I saw yesterday was, and you, I've seen them all. This is the best game I have seen a Jet quarterback play. I was racking my mind thinking of what was the last time I saw a Jet quarterback play this well. As good as Ryan Fitzpatrick was in that uh, 2015 season, it wasn't him. It wasn't Mark Sanchez. It wasn't Sam Donald. The last time I saw a Jet quarterback play this well was probably – the six-touchdown pass game by Brett Favre in 2009 against the Arizona Cardinals. That's probably the last time I saw a Jet quarterback play as good as Mike White played yesterday. He was phenomenal. The first Jet quarterback to throw for 400 yards since Vinny Testaverde did it in that disaster against the Ravens on Christmas Eve in 2000. We all know how that game worked out or ended up as the Ravens wound up winning that game in the final game of the esteemed Al Groh's career, the one year that he coached the Jets, and they lost that game and wound up knocking themselves out of the playoffs because of that and catapulted the Ravens on to winning the Super Bowl that year. But you really, I mean, who? Who? Brett Favre in 2009, some of the games Joe Namath played, some of the games Kenny O'Brien played, dare I say, some of the games even Richard Todd, Chad Pennington, you name it. This was as good a game as we have ever seen a Jet quarterback play. Let's face it. He was unbelievable yesterday. 37 of 45, 405 yards. Only the second quarterback in history, Cam Newton, the other one to throw for 400-plus yards in his first NFL start. White was amazing. Three touchdowns. Yeah, he threw the two picks, but he overcame them. them For them to win this game, I'm so fired up today. It's unbelievable. The Jets overcame. The two interceptions at the hands of White, the fumble by Jamison Crowder, the drop pass in the end zone by Denzel Mims. They overcame all of that to go on and win this football game. Unbelievable. And Mike White was fabulous. And credit to Robert Sala. Credit to Robert Sala, number one, on having his team ready to play and bouncing back off that disgraceful effort against the Patriots last week to win this game. Give Sala credit. And let's hope that this is the beginning of something big for Robert Sala and his coaching staff. We can only hope that that's the case. But give Sala credit for having his team ready to play football this week 
and give Salah credit for after the game when he was asked by, by I don't know if it was Brian Costello, Ian O'Connor, whoever asked him after the game about, you know, what Mike White's status is, whether or not Zach Wilson was still the quarterback here or not. Uh, he left it open. He said anything is possible. Robert Salah did not say Zach Wilson's my quarterback when he's healthy. He didn't say that. He left open the possibility that who knows, maybe it's Mike White because this kid was fabulous yesterday. What if he's better than Zach Wilson? What if? And we're going to find out more about White as they get ready. we got a quick turnaround Thursday night when they go to Indy to play the Colts who come off a very difficult overtime loss at the hands of the Tennessee Titans, who, oh, by the way, are the other team that the Jets have beaten this year. So their two wins are against two of the best teams right now in the NFL in Cincinnati and Tennessee. But this was unbelievable yesterday on every level. Here's a team that had not scored a point in the first quarter all year, or outscored 44 nothing in the first quarter by the opposition. They win the toss. For a change, Salah opts to take the football instead of deferring and the Jets march right down the field, 79 yards for a touchdown. They overcome a couple penalties, and eventually it ends uh, with Mike White, with Michael Carter running it into the end zone for a TD. And what a game Michael Carter had yesterday. Oh, my God. Catching the ball out of the backfield, running the football. The Jets, look, we've liked what we've seen from Carter so far all year, but boy, oh, boy, the, the Jets may really have something with this kid. This kid's a really stellar two-way back who can run it and catch it out of the backfield. And let's also give Ty Johnson some credit. How good was he yesterday? He had four catches for 71 yards, rushed the football four times for 15, made that tremendous play down the sideline with the Jets down 31-20 late in the fourth quarter. And he caught that pass, broke a couple tackles, tiptoed down the sidelines to get into the end zone for the touchdown that at that point made it 31-26. Tremendous game for Carter. Tremendous game for Ty Johnson. Tremendous game for the offensive line, which uh, really kept Mike White upright throughout the game. Uh, you know, just two sacks uh, the entire day. But we go back to the opening drive, and what a difference a week makes. I mean, this offense, let's be honest, we have not seen a Jet offense look this good. When was the last time? I guess you got to go back to Fitzpatrick that one year when the Jets went 10-6, and should have made the playoffs. You know, that year... You know, when you had that big year from Brandon Marshall, that big year from Eric Decker, obviously the huge year for Fitzpatrick that year until that disaster in Buffalo to end the season and knock the Jets out of the playoffs. That's probably the last time that we have seen the Jet offense look this good. It really, really was uh, just unbelievable how good the Jet offense looked. Just unbelievable how, un how good the Jet offense looked yesterday. And maybe a big part of this, you know, maybe a big part of this was the fact that Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, was actually up in the booth instead of being down on the sidelines. And this is something that he wanted to do, I guess, all year. Salah wanted him down on the sideline to be with the young quarterback, you know, especially in light of the tragedy of Greg Knapp and, you know, him passing away from that terrible bike accident and everything. So he wanted LaFleur on the sideline. But LaFleur was up in the booth, and how much better did this team look offensively? Unbelievable. I, 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 I'm beside my I, – I am so delirious today after this win. I, I really don't know what else to say. But kudos all over the place. Elijah Moore had his best game so far as a Jet. 
And maybe the best play Elijah Moore made in this game was tracking down the defensive back who had that interception on the Jets' second drive of the game. They're leading seven to nothing, and they're driving again. And White, after completing his first 11 passes, kind of forces that pass over the middle to Jamison Crowder. The ball hits him in the hands, bounces up in the air, gets picked off, and it looks like this kid is taking it to the house for a, a pick six. But first, White kind of cut the angle off on the sideline and then Moore tracked him down and tackled him on the one-yard line. And how big a play is that? Because the Jet defense then has the goal line stand stopping Cincinnati from scoring that touchdown. Big plays all the way around by the other Michael Carter on defense, uh, Quinnen Williams on fourth down, as I don't understand why Zach Taylor decided he's going for this for the touchdown there. I mean, I think that didn't make sense to me. You're on the four-yard line, fourth and goal from the four. It's only the beginning of the game. It's 7-0. Don't you kick the field goal there? But he decides to go for the touchdown. And, of course, Quinnen Williams comes in and sacks Burrow on fourth down, and the Jets get the ball. So that was a huge, huge play. And even though Cincinnati would get that pick later on and eventually they would score a touchdown off of that one, and even though Cincinnati would take that 17-7 lead, the Jets hung in there. And as I said, they overcame the two picks. They overcame a big fumble by Jamison Crowder and drove down the field right before halftime, down 17-7. And it looked like they scored a touchdown really earlier in the drive. It looked like uh, Cole made an unbelievable catch there. Uh, one-handed catch. I thought it was a touchdown. His rear end hit the ground, you know, in you know, inbounds in the end zone. But they said he didn't complete the catch. But then Braxton Barrios, a couple plays later, made an equally terrific catch in the corner of the end zone. They reviewed this one too. Yeah, the ball did move a little bit, but this one they gave to the Jets, and that made it 17-14. But I, I just, I, I'm crazy today. So many things to say about this game. So just the unreal. The fact that the Jets were down 31-20 in this game with about five minutes to go and came back to win it? Really? When's the last time we saw the Jets do that? How long ago was that that the Jets came back from an 11-point deficit in the closing minutes to pull the game out? The play by White, obviously, uh, to Ty Johnson that we talked about, tiptoeing down the sideline to get into the end zone to make it 31-26 as they missed the two-point conversion. And then to me, the biggest play in the game. The biggest play in the game came from the defense. And a Jet team, as we had talked about, they hadn't scored a point all year in the first quarter. They took care of that. But they hadn't had an interception through the first six games either. And if you would have told me, what, what is the odds that the guy that would get the first pick of the year for the Jets this year would be Shaq Lawson? That's who it is. He tips that ball up in the air from Burrow. Push kind of pushes Burrow out of the way, gets the interception. Two plays later, Mike White in the end zone to Tyler Croft for what proved to be the game-winning touchdown. They get the two-point conversion on that crazy flea flicker play where, uh, you know, out of the shotgun, White flips the ball to Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore gives the ball to Jamison Crowder. Crowder hits White in the end zone for the two-point conversion, and the Jets are leading 34-31. to 31. And then after that, the defense took over again. Sheldon Rankins with a big sack, huge sack on third down of Joe Burrow, forcing that punt by Cincinnati in the closing minutes. And then, you know, it's very rare that the Jets get a break from the officials, but we got one this time. Third and 11 with the Jets trying to run out the clock at the end of the game, leading by three. You don't want to put Burrow back on the field. 
that pass out of the backfield to Johnson. He puts his helmet down, and it's helmet-to-helmet contact with the Cincinnati defender. I didn't think it was a penalty. I got to be honest with you. I, I, I thought that was a terrible call, but you know what? You know what? As a beleaguered Jet fan and all of us in Jets Nation, we'll take it. I thought it was a terrible call. You know, when you lower your head as the running back and you put your helmet into the defender, it shouldn't be a penalty. There should be no call there. They called uh, they called the uh, uh, roughness on the play, and the Jets get the call 15 yards, and boom, personal foul, first down. How huge was that play? And then the Jets finally seal it by uh, that third and short after Michael Carter looked like he easily had the first down on the second down on the second down play. But he decides he's going to go down about a yard short, thinking maybe I got to conserve time here. You know, I got to I got to keep the clock running and not go out of bounds. He should have just got the first down and the game would have been over right then and there. But on third and one, the Jets for the second time in this game. How about this? A quarterback sneak. They did it twice yesterday with Mike White for first downs. He gets the first down on third and one. And that's it. The game's over and we're going delirious. The crowd is chanting Mike White's name in the stands, and the Jets come away with as improbable of a win as they probably, you know, maybe have ever had. And just maybe have found themselves a quarterback in Mike White. Wouldn't that be unbelievable? What if Mike White is a better quarterback? What if Mike White is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson? And again, I give Robert Sala all the credit in the world for saying what he said and keeping the door open to the possibility that this kid is going to be the long-term starter. And I'll, I'll put it this way at this point. And of course, you got the quick turn, uh, turnaround Thursday, as we mentioned, against the Colts in Indianapolis. Obviously, White's going to start that game. But to me, Mike White's the quarterback till further notice. That's it. He's the quarterback until he proves that he's not. They keep winning football games with Mike White. He's the guy. I don't care if he was a fourth-round draft choice. I don't care how many teams he was on before. I don't know. I don't care how many times the Jets have, have, have brought him in and let him go. It doesn't mean anything. And I'm not ever going to suggest that he's going to be Tom Brady or anything close to anything like that, although he did look like Joe Montana a lot in this game yesterday. I'm not suggesting that for one second, but just remember – Nobody thought Tom Brady, the 199th pick, whatever he was in the draft way back 20 years ago, 21, 22 years ago, was going to turn out to be what he turned out to be after that hit by Mo Lewis on Drew Bledsoe. So you never, ever, ever, ever know. And again, let me give Sal a credit for keeping that door open. And just, again, just a, a remarkable performance by Mike White yesterday, by Michael Carter, by Ty Johnson by all the different guys that were catching passes yesterday, by Moore, by Crowder. We go right on down the line. Just phenomenal. Croft with the game-winning touchdown. Shaq, Will, Shaq Lawson with the big interception in this game. C.J. Mosley, who's all over the field, made 10 tackles yesterday, eight solos. What a difference the defense is when Mosley's in the game. Jared Davis, who played well, making his first start after you know being on injury reserve, the free agent they signed from the Lions. I, I, what can you say? Quinnen Williams with that big sack on the goal line stand. Sheldon Rankins with the big sack on that third down to Joe Burrow late in the game. I mean, we could just go on and on and on. Tremendous credit to the, to the coaching staff for bouncing back after that disaster in New England. I mean, I'm dizzy. You're dizzy today if you're a Jet fan. 
absolutely dizzy. And, and, and let me say this, too. I am sick and tired of these guys on TV, okay? I really am. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, say the names. Willie Colon, Bart Scott, all due respect to these guys. I'm tired of hearing them tell me that it doesn't matter whether the Jets win games or not this year. BS. It's all about winning. I don't want to hear, well, we're okay if they lose as long as they play well. Nonsense. Why can't this team win games? They beat two of the best teams in the NFL already. Why can't they continue with that? They can beat anybody. Yeah, they can lose to anybody, but they can beat anybody too. You know, as a Jet fan that's been starved for a Super Bowl for over 50 years, for a Jet fan and all of us that have been starved for the last 10-plus years with the garbage football we've seen, uh, you know, whether it's uh, from Adam Gaze or Todd Bowles or whoever the coach was, all these years without a playoff appearance, it is all about winning. Yeah, it matters if they win or not. I'm sick and tired of hearing that crap. It doesn't matter if they win as long as they play well. B freaking S. I really, I'm tired of hearing that. I really am. I really am. It's about winning football games. And there's no reason that this team can't win football games and have a meaningful season right now, this year. Whether it's Mike White at quarterback, whether it's Zach Wilson at quarterback, it's about winning football games. And when you can beat a Tennessee Titan team that's sitting there at 6-2, and two, one of the best teams in the NFL right now, or a Cincinnati Bengal team that was hotter than hot, had won three games in a row, had just annihilated the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, putting 41 on them last week. When you can do that, well, then why can't you beat anybody? Tell me that. Sure, you can give up 54 to the Patriots, but you can beat those kind of teams. Why can't you win? Why isn't it about winning games? It's all about winning games right now. Right freaking now. And a couple other things, too. I want to thank Jamar Chase for dropping that pass in the end zone on that initial drive when the Jets had the uh, goal line stand. Let's thank him for that. And we also find out found out why Denzel Mims doesn't play more than he does. I mean, he, he started the game, caught a nice pass on that first uh, touchdown drive, uh, also was kind of uh, nullified a little bit because there was a block, uh, an illegal block on that play too, you know, holding penalty on that play too. But, you know, Mims did catch a couple passes, but should have caught that touchdown from Josh Johnson. And that's another thing in this game too. The ball hit him right in the hands, should have been a touchdown. At that point, Jets would have had a 21-17 lead, had to settle for a field goal there. And that's one of the reasons why Mims doesn't play as, as much as he should. I mean, you get an opportunity like that to catch a touchdown pass in the end zone, catch the damn ball. But let's give Josh Johnson some credit, too, for coming in the game like he did, completely cold, after Mike White got leveled and it looked like he was going to be out of the game. I was freaking out when that happened. I mean, I got to tell you. You know, they lose Zach Wilson last week, and then I'm seeing this kid Mike White playing like he was Joe Montana, and now he's lying on the ground. What to me looked like a concussion. And of course, he went to the tent. Johnson came in and they didn't miss a beat on that series and they should have scored a touchdown. Like I said, Johnson hit Mims right in the shoulders, should have caught the ball for a TD. He's wide open in the end zone. He drops the ball. They did get a field goal out of that. So let me give credit to Josh Johnson, too, for coming in cold and doing the job he did. Uh, and really, just credit to everybody for the game that they played yesterday. Just tremendous. You're a Jet fan, you're pumped up. I don't know what you're going to get in three days in Indianapolis. It's a very big game for the Colts, who right now, you know, they're sitting there, what, three games in the loss column, 
behind behind the uh, Titans after losing that game in overtime yesterday to Tennessee. But why can't the Jets go into India and win that game? Why not? They're already a big underdog, 10 and a half points. Why can't they go in there? I don't know if Mike White's going to give me the kind of game I doubt he's going to play as, play as good as he played in this game, but he doesn't have to. It's about winning freaking football games. And I am pumped up today, and I'm going to continue to say this. What if Mike White is better than Zach Wilson? And again, credit to Robert Sala for keeping the door open. Okay, let's get some uh, business uh, taken care of here. Uh, all my uh, my sponsors, Natural Body, Steve Calabrese, as the Dolphins continue to lose games, got beaten again yesterday by Buffalo, 26-11. to 11. They've lost seven consecutive games. And how about the fact that the Jets are sitting there right now with a two-game lead in the loss column ahead of the Dolphins for third, third place in the AFC East. At least they're not in the cellar. But again, you know the deal with Natural Body. Uh, anyone that makes a purchase at any of the Natural Body stores, Ozone Park, Queens, Belmore, Long Island, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. You get a free natural body T-shirt valued at 25 bucks while supplies last. Enter the coupon code JOEB for 10% off all, uh, uh, for 10% off your entire order at naturalbodyinc.com. Check out Steve and everybody at Natural Body. We want to thank them for all that they've done for us. Uh, Anita Tire, my buddy's Ari, of course, my son Johnny. He's happy too with the Saints' big win yesterday over Tom Brady and the Bucks in New Orleans. Uh, but anything with your uh, a car needs, any service you need done on your car, you need tires, you live in Bergen County, you live anywhere in New Jersey, go check out Ari and Johnny at, at uh, Anita Tires in Rivervale, New Jersey, and they're going to take care of you. They'll give you the best buy on tires. They'll give you a, a, a good deal on any of your car service needs. So go check out Anita Tire. And of course... My good buddy uh, at Hackensack Brewing Company, and that, of course, is Mike Jones and Company, and you know the deal, located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge and less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. You know, there's always 12 beers on tap, which you can enjoy in their outdoor beer garden or in their spacious tap room. Plenty of packaged goods to go as well. Uh, You can bring your own food to the brewery. You can order from one of the many excellent restaurants in the area. They'll deliver right to your seat. Check out the hackensackbrewingcompany.com to place an order uh, for pickup or home delivery. The tap rooms open from 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 p.m. Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. Sundays. Come through, raise up a few with us, 78 Johnson Avenue, Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. As Mike Jones says, peace, love, and beer. And let me tell everybody that two weeks from today, November 15th, on a Monday night about on seven at 7 o'clock on a Monday night, we will be doing a 7, seven o'clock, 7.30, or I'm being told now by the hierarchy, 7.30, two weeks from tonight, on Monday, November 15th, a live podcast broadcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. So everybody, you want to check me out. And as a matter of fact, John Jastrzemski, my good buddy, JJ, I'm a little aggravated with him with some of his comments he made uh, on SNY about the Mike White situation, but... He's still crying because his team's lost seven straight games in Miami. With that said, J.J. John Jastrzemski, uh, he will join us at the Hackensack Brewing Company uh, two weeks from tonight. So check us out. And that's November 15th at 7.30, live podcast, Oda Payne, live podcast broadcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company in Hackensack. And uh, John Jastrzemski will be 
uh, guesting with me that night. So I want everybody to come in, have a couple beers, and check out the podcast. That's Monday night, November 15th. All right, a couple things from around the league yesterday. Uh, some of the games yesterday, we mentioned uh, the uh, win by the Saints yesterday, 36-27. Outside of the Jeff Bengal game, probably the game of the day. How about New Orleans? Jameis Winston gets knocked out of this game. Trevis Simeon comes in and leads the Saints to the win. New Orleans had a 23-7 lead in this game. Brady and company came back, took the lead 27-23, but then uh, Simeon and company wound up getting the job done to win this football game. Uh, they took a 29-27 lead late. Brady still had time, uh, still about two minutes to go, a little under two minutes to drive down the field with two timeouts to pull this game out. But DJ Williams with a big pick six returns it for a touchdown and seals the win for New Orleans 36-27. On the final drive, it looked like Bruce Arians wanted Brady to come out of the game after he got sacked on first down with the Bucks down nine. Brady refused to come out. Wound up getting sacked on fourth down as well. Third straight win for the Saints. What a terrific win in New Orleans. They go to five and two. The Bucks dropped to six and two, that 36-27 win for the Saints yesterday. Belichick and the Patriots, man. Watch out. They go into LA, beat the Chargers 27-24. Justin Herbert threw a big six, a pick six to Justin Phillips in this game. He had two picks, including the pick six that really kind of put New England ahead for good in this game. They win it 27-24. They're 4-4. Four and four. Watch out for the Pats. I'm starting to get nervous about them. That's a big win for them out in L.A. yesterday, uh, coming off the heels of that blowout of the Jets. Uh, and the Panthers win yesterday, beat the Falcons 19-13 uh, yesterday in Atlanta. Not a good game for uh, Matt Ryan and company. The Panthers, even without McCaffrey, they go to 4-4. Four and four. The Falcons drop to 3-4 and four on the year. The Rams continue to be wet hot. Uh, they win again. They're now 7-1 on the year. Matthew Stafford uh, and company just beating up on the lousy Texans. They had a 38-0 lead in this game. I actually had the Rams laying 14 and a half. And I'm watching this. As I'm watching the Jet game, I'm watching the score. It's 38-0. Then it's 38-7. Then it's 38-14. Now it's 38-22. And I'm freaking out. Are you kidding me? Don't tell me they're going to cover the number here. But the Rams held on and uh, wound up uh, covering the spread. They win by 16, and again, the line was 14 and a half, so they just covered the number, but the Rams at 7 and 1, they're playing terrific uh, football right now. Buffalo uh, wins again over the Dolphins. Miami, as I mentioned, has lost seven straight games now. Buffalo off their bye week, bounced back off, off that tough loss to the Titans. They go to 5 and 2. Uh, Josh Allen and company got the offense going in the second half, threw a couple touchdown passes in the second half to solidify the win. So they stay on top in the AFC East at 5-2. and two. And as I said, the Dolphins now with seven straight losses, they're below the Jets in last place in the AFC East at one up and seven down. Pittsburgh beat the Browns yesterday 15-10. to 10. Even though their kicker got hurt, they still find a way to get it done. Roethlisberger and company, you know, everybody had Pittsburgh – for dead at one and three, all of a sudden Pittsburgh's now won three straight games and are right in the middle of the race there in that AFC North at four up and three down. The Ravens didn't play. They jumped back into first place at five and two, courtesy of the Cincinnati loss as Cincinnati falls to five and three. But the Steelers are right there at four and three. And Cleveland, who plays Cincinnati next week, drops to four and four. Uh, we mentioned the Titans winning in overtime, uh, 34-31 over the Colts. 
Colts had a 14-0 lead in this game. Tennessee came back in the overtime with the score still tied at 31. Carson Wentz threw a big interception. That led to the game-winning field goal by Bullock, uh, by Randy Bullock for uh, Tennessee, and they win it 34-31. Uh, they are now 6-2 and two and running away in the AFC South. Seattle behind Geno Smith ended their losing streak. Geno threw a couple touchdowns in this game, ran for a touchdown, 20 out of 24 as they beat up the beleaguered Jacksonville Jaguars, 31-7. Good job by Geno. Looks like um, Russell Wilson will be back next week. So Dallas won on Sunday night, 20-16 behind uh, uh, Cooper Rush. Whoever he is, yeah, solid game through a big touchdown pass to Cedric Wilson. Uh, they win 20 to 16. Uh, good job by them. And they're now, uh, again, they're running away with the NFC East sitting there at six and one. But uh, I'm delirious. I, I'm crazy. You're a Jet fan. What can you say? Mike White. Mike White. And again, I'm going to say this again. What if Mike White is better than Zach Wilson? We'll find out. What a performance by him and the Jets with that win yesterday. Two and five. It's about winning football games, Willie Colon. It's about winning football games, Bart Scott. Not not just giving a a good, solid effort. Go in, beat the Colts on Thursday in Indianapolis, and uh, we'll all be pumped up. Again, want to thank all my sponsors. Want to thank Natural Body, Anita Tire, Hackensack Brewing Company, Let's go Jets. What a difference a week a week makes. I can't even talk. What a difference a week makes. Mike White. God bless everybody. Enjoy your week. I'll talk to you actually Friday after the Jet Thursday night game against the Colts.